Good morning. It's about, I guess, 6.10, 6.20, something like that. It's in the 50s. So warm, I didn't even wear a hat and gloves or anything like that. Probably still overdressed. Just wearing the jacket. It is December 6th, Allie's birthday. Happy birthday, Allie. I have to, I'm gonna take a half day uh, so I can be here to help prep. Um, the, uh, Miss Ripley is with me. And unfortunately, she's decided this is a good place to do number one. So I don't even get to do any, not that I'm caring really, but uh, anyway. Not a big fan of Miss Ripley today. She has made messes on several pieces of furniture including the couch, which was bad enough that we actually have to get a new couch. I mean, don't get me wrong, the old one was old, but uh, yeah, we weren't planning on replacing it just yet. It's been a tough year financially, and so we would have liked to have waited it out a little bit more, but Allie did everything in her power to clean it. And uh, it's one of those couches that has the cushions sewn into the frame. So we can't even take it out to clean it. Anyway, yeah, not a great couch, but I think I've had it for about six or seven years. So, I guess it's been useful. I keep thinking I'm hearing somebody behind me. <clears throat> the EP saw the episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. yesterday, where she was introduced to the concept of pranking someone, which is all well and good, except that she doesn't quite get it. She uh, doesn't want to prank any of her friends because they'll get mad at her. She is perfectly fine doing that to Allie or me because we have told her over and over again, no matter what you do, we will love you. So this morning, <coughs> the EP asks me if I mind if she pranks me. And I said, look, honey, it doesn't work like that. If you ask for permission, then they'll see it coming. Then it's no fun. So she said, okay. I run into her a little while later and she goes, there's something in your shoe. It'll be hilarious. Just the night before. Allie had mentioned to the EP, I mean, we were talking about different types of classic pranks. And one of them was, uh, 
oatmeal in someone's shoes. So basically, the EP warned me about it. I go downstairs and I find that in the cloth insoles of my Z-coil shoes, she has filled the lower section with whipped cream. So, I don't think that went the way she expected. I mean, basically, I just said, all right, well, I'm disappointed, but I'll just have to wear different shoes since I can't clean these. Honestly, I don't mind that. It's just, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of because she knows she's safe around us. She knows she can do this and there won't be any repercussions. is apparently a very busy time around here. I guess it's one of those living in Maryland military things. Probably a whole bunch of army guys. They get up early. Anyway. Yeah. So. I got up and I did some words, but you know, I still haven't gotten to 30,000 yet. I'm very disappointed in that. I expected to have 60 by the end of this month and I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, I plan in the uh, slow days. I plan for having two months out of the year with nothing done. I get that. I just, I don't like my progress this past week. I'm still at around 28, 29K. Don't get me wrong, that means I'll crest 30 by the end of the week, but should be more like 35. In the past couple of days, it's felt like pushing. I also noticed that when I get up this morning, I mean, when I got up this morning, I was doing email and stuff. I edited an article for The Looking Glass, which if you haven't seen it, Looking Glass is a really cool concept. It's news articles from worlds that don't exist. Nathan Lowell put up a uh, press release for the company that made Wister, the robot from uh, the Hidden Institute. And that was pretty cool. I put together a news story regarding the uh, 
New York Police Department inadvertently arresting the king for being a uh, uh, noble impersonator. And that should go up soon. But yeah, I just love the concept. <coughs> I'm thinking about doing a uh, memorial piece for the people who died in the Great Google Diaspora. Which, if you're not familiar with it, is the basic concept of nanotech growing beyond their uh, expiration rules. Anyway. Anyway, so I got up and I was working on that. There were some mistakes and I forget the guy's name. Richard something? Um, he contacted me and pointed out the mistakes and so I fixed it. Looking at email, stuff like that. I find that I'm in a very short mood today. Bitter, angry, quick to jump to uh, recrimination. It's just one of those chemical things I'm gonna have to keep an eye on. And so maybe there's nothing wrong with the writing. Maybe it's just the way I see it today. Maybe I'll see it all better tomorrow. Let's see, what else? Yesterday was a very slow day. Got almost nothing done. I mean, there was that article, and I finished out the thousand words, and that was about it. The rest was just... We ate food, we watched S.H.I.E.L.D., and we crashed, because we were all really tired. that's tied to the being sick and everything. But yeah. Anyway, so story-wise, we just, uh, Trumbull just caught himself a whole passel of uh, nobility. Sorry, faux nobility. I'm gonna have to do something soon where I show that he has changed. I mean, right now, he's so angry 
with what Dizzy had done that he... I mean, his original motivation was to get into society. Trumbull wanted to be one of the noblemen. And so when he found out that there was simply no path, doesn't matter how rich you are, doesn't matter how smart you are, you can never make that leap to nobility. Of course, I'm pretty sure he's not familiar with Cliffy's story. Anyway, so he was so angry about that, it set him off against Dizzy. And after he was humiliated on national television, he got to where catching Dizzy was the real goal. And at this point in the story, well, he thinks there's no way he's ever going to catch Dizzy. And that's burning. Seriously, alright. If you're gonna stop. Um, he knows there's no way he's gonna catch Dizzy. So instead, he's going after all of the nobility. See what I mean? That guy was nice. He slowed to a stop in front of a crosswalk. And I looked at him like, really? Why not? I'm just in a rotten mood, and I'm sorry about that. Unless I miss my guess, I'm coming up on two Basset Hounds right now. So we're going to try crossing three. We're going to try crossing after the bus. So, anyway, yeah, so Trumbull thought he was going to, as it sounds, see us. So yeah, Trumbull's initial, initial motivation was to get into high society. When he was humiliated, his motivation became, I'm going to get that kid and find out how he does it. And uh, that morphed into, I am going to get that kid. And, uh, he's on a hero's journey of his own, really, because the next step toward getting that kid is getting the Hinton Institute. And the step that leads him to the Hidden Institute is getting the other nobi uh, faux nobility. So while he's basically doing something no other 
police unit has been able to do while he's busting nobility left and right, he's basically lost sight of his original goal, which was to uh, enter high society. He doesn't even care about that anymore. He just wants to tear them all down. And I don't think that's really coming through. <clears throat> His words are short, clipped. We haven't had basically him doing any kind of introspection, talking with anybody else. So we've had no way to reveal that. All we get is this picture of a robotic monster who's going after lower nobility, faux nobility. So I need to have him stop and have a little chat with Sergeant Sampson. So that he can explain the pathology a little bit more. We'll hopefully make him a little bit more Not likable. Identifiable, I suppose. People don't have to like him as long as they can understand him. And I was thinking I might need to gin up some controversy, some reason. it might be fun to have Bedreguer refuse to help him. Point out that he's become dependent on these leads. And while he's arguing with Bedreguer... Oh, better still! In the last one, there were at least one, uh, at least two Um, there were at least two, uh, people, at least one, more likely two or three, uh, people killed. So I could see the commissioner calling him up and trying to call him off. I don't know what you're doing, dude. Oh, you're not letting... Let me get by your running. Oh, you're letting me by. People are weird, man. Anyway. <clears throat> so yeah, what if the commissioner calls, tells them to back off? looks bad when we're going after crimes. We've already shown that we can make errors like attacking the king. If he's acting without permission, basically forces him to uh, go rogue. 
maybe even show that he's getting some support among his people for the success that he's had. And of course, he's gaining support among the popular press. <sighs> what would Atherton do about the commissioner, though? Aldrich Atherton has uh, basically assigned a reporter to everything Trumbull does. The idea being that he wants to support Trumbull in finding fake nobility and finding the Hidden Institute because he hates the commoners or hates the Hidden Institute concept. Does Atherton know about Dizzy? Does he know where Dizzy came from? It's an interesting question. It would explain him putting the uh, reporter on Trumbull. same time, wouldn't Atherton be making a more proactive attack on him? <clears throat> Maybe he can't prove that the Hidden Institute exists, and as long as he can't do that, he can't claim that Dizzy was part of it. Maybe that's his end game. Atherton sees Trumbull as a way of getting to the Hidden Institute. That's not bad. I wouldn't mind him knowing that. Wouldn't mind that at all. Not being able to prove it. Granted, as the head of the media, it's not really necessary. But he can't come out with it right now. Because at this point in the story, it would be gauche to be attacking Dizzy publicly. By the way, I'm doing my best to avoid spoilers. But I apologize if I'm giving anything away. And if you want to get caught up, just check out Invito Rex, available from Amazon now on Kindle and Smashwords for other ebook formats. I need to get a direct publishing solution.
Smash Words is screwing up the Hidden Institute. <sighs> Not Smash Words itself. But Smash Words deals with iBooks and Kobo and man, nobody is slower than Barnes and Noble for changing your book price. In Amazon, you'll get it in 12 hours. With Kobo, it's a question of how many support tickets you send them. And how many weeks or months it takes for them to res uh, respond. Literally, the best way that I've found to change your price on barnesandnobles.com, bnn.com, whatever, the best way to change your price is to unpublish your book. Tell them that they are publishing your book without your permission. Basically a DMCA request. And uh, and then republish on, smart, on uh, Smashwords with the correct price. So I have to take Hidden Institute off of Barnes & Noble. Basically make it illegal for them to sell it for a little while. And then republish it. That is the most direct and simple method for changing your price. And to clarify why I'm changing the price, I had everything set at about five bucks a book. And uh, I had the Hidden Institute set to one dollar to promote people reading that one and therefore wanting to read Beta Rex. But while I think that's a good policy for your bestseller crowd, people who are selling, you know, hundreds or thousands of copies a month, I am a very, very, very small time seller. So, I mean, author. So, those games don't work as well for me. <sighs> okay, Ripley, sit, stay, stay. Stay. Good girl. Stay. Stay. Good puppy. Okay, let's go. a dentist sign here, orthodontics really, that uh, shows a picture of three different colored eggs chained together. I know it's supposed to be braces, teeth with braces, but every time I see it I think eggs in chains.
What else is going on? Honestly, today, it's just all about Allie's birthday. She's been having trouble sleeping recently, so I'm letting her sleep late. Like I said, take a half day from work so I can come prepare stuff. The EP's gifts for her didn't come in. So, I'm gonna have her make a card and the EP said, well, we'll just tell her what she's getting. So that's not really all that cool. And say, you're sorry it didn't get there. And as soon as it does get there, you give it to her. But finding out, you know, hey, you got this cool new thing, but you don't get it is kind of not great. So anyway. I hope she likes it. I've been working with friends. The alley. I hope she likes today. I've been working with friends to do something a little different. But we don't really have a lot of friends out here. We have uh, Cruzans who are Truly great friends. But uh, I think it's just part of living in a army town, man. All your friends get up and leave. The Wileys? Man, you want to talk about some great friends? When we needed help, they opened their home to us. Not a question. I mean, that's the kind of attitude Christians want you to think all Christians do. It's sad to say there are damn few really great Christians out there. I'm lucky to have met a few. Don't get me wrong, there's damn few good Satanists, too. There's damn few good everybody. I'm just saying that when the basic precept of your religion is kindness and love above all things, you'd expect a higher percentage of people who are part of the club And thus far, that seemed to be a rarity. One which I cherish, though. And I feel bad because, you know, another part of the religion, part of all successful religions, is you got to bring other people. Bring others into the fold. And so, that's what my Christian friends have wanted to do. And that's rough, you know, when you really love somebody and 
they really love God. And you're like, yeah, but no. Sorry, I can't. You almost want to lie about it just to make them feel better, but... There's lots of people who do that. Back in Austin, I had some Jewish friends who uh, said that there are a lot of people who go to temple, don't believe in God. And they're totally cool with that. I think that's what the uh, the atheist church movement movement is tapping into. All the great things that churches do, but without the myth. Still, I'm kind of surprised to see that they're cool with it at a temple. Anyway, um, so, what else? Doobie doobie doo. Today, well, like I said, today is mostly Ali's birthday. Tomorrow, Saturday, I am going to put out episode 13. We have to, uh, take the puppies to get their shots. But, uh, after that, I don't think we have anything pressing so tomorrow 5am I do my thousand words oh I completely forgot you know I got off track talking about this and that um this morning I got up blearily wandered downstairs sat down in front of my computer and without even thinking about it I started surfing the web. I mean, as soon as the alarm on my phone went off, I hit the dismiss, and then I checked email on my phone. I saw that I had that thing from uh, the looking glass guy. And so, as soon as I went downstairs, I read the full email, and I started fixing it. And I basically broke one of the rules. No internet before seven. So, that may be part of why it's so hard to uh, get back on track. Also, there's the fact that I have half an hour to write instead of an hour, which is not good. The purpose of that hour is to write. By the way, we're at 35, nearly 36 minutes now. I got the low battery. So, as always, hope I don't get cut off, but it has happened before. I gotta pick a route that's not so dependent on traffic. I think that's slowing me down. 
which is a shame because going by the park is very nice. Anyway. Yeah, so I screwed up. You don't do the uh, internet before seven. You just don't. It's a rule. So yeah, tomorrow I'll get up, do my lines, do my walk, and then I'm gonna edit the episode. If I'm right, nobody's even gonna get up until eight. So, hopefully that'll work out. You know what's funny? There was somebody who said that uh, Vito Rex was one of the best produced podcasts I'd ever seen. Which, it struck me as funny because I basically said, this is a good marketing tool, but it's a lot of work. And so I've taken the path of least resistance wherever possible. I got my uh, music from the Brothers Burn, and rather than setting up different types of incidental music, I just took clips from the center of the uh, the music they sent us. And uh, I don't do any sound effects, except for when robots talk. When robots talk, I throw in a little bit of echo. But that's like the only special effect I do. Everything else is just acting. So, yeah, I mean, my editing pass, here's what I do to edit. And of course, now it's going to shut off on me. First thing I do is I normalize, of course. Second is I take five seconds of silence from the beginning, and I do noise removal over the entire set. Third thing I do is I truncate silence, anything over... Yeah, anything over uh, 0.4 seconds gets truncated. Uh, What next? After that, I just go through and I clip out all the parts where I stumbled and had to go back and reread. Once that's done, I put in the music, throw it up to Alphonic, and then ship the mp3. It's just that simple. And it still takes about two or three hours per episode just for editing. (sighs) Anyway, I was supposed to have the whole thing done by now. (sighs) Man plans and God laughs. 
So we're at 40 minutes now. I'm frankly surprised that it's gone this long. 40 muggy minutes. In case you can't tell, it's raining on us. A little bit, sprinkling, a dusting, I suppose. I think that might be a record. And I'm wasting it by not saying anything. Just can't think of anything else. I need to make sure I put down notes about Commissioner telling Trumbull to back off and Atherton knowing about the Hidden Institute. Some good stuff. But I gotta find a way to put it in there. Oh, and I gotta do something about the renters. Those guys are having all kinds of fighting way behind on the rent. I hate being a landlord. Anyway, so we're coming up on the house now. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow.